Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Gabbana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to the WrestleTalk podcast. I am Luke Owen and I'm joined by the hardest working person in all of sports infotainment, Denise Salcedo. How's it going, Denise? Hey, I'm actually fighting at the moment right now on Twitter with Sean. What are you fighting with Sean about now? He says I'm a cyber bully. Now I'm telling him he's soft. <laughs> Hollywood Salcedo coming in hot. Um, right, well, let's get into the show itself because we've got a hot topic of our own. It's talking about Triple H and the, the backstage toxicity uh, with Dave Meltzer's direct quote. Here is the show. Is WWE trying to get rid of Triple H. I am Luke Owen. I'm joined by the hardest working person in all of sports infotainment, Little Miss Blue Tick, Denise Salcedo. How's it going, Denise? You always surprise me with these. I never know where you're going to go at, but happy Friday. Glad to be here. Another day. It is another day and it's great to be here. And as people have probably noticed, I'm not at home. I am yeah. on the set. I am on the Wrestle Talk podcast set. It's been weird being back. This place is also a time capsule of a pre-speaking out world. I had to do a big like sweep around the place to be like, nope, gotta get rid of that. Gotta get rid of that. Gotta get rid of that. <laughs> that um, was oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> the post-apocalyptic world. It was. I posted up a photo of it today. Like I, I took a photo of myself, a selfie in the office, and be like, "Hey guys, look where I am!" And I got a text from my friend being like, "Dude, you need to get rid of some of those posters." And I was like, "Oh man, I didn't see that there. Take that down. Get rid of that figure. Take that down." Yeah, there's a whole bunch of stuff that's on the floor that needs to go. We're in a much better world now. But Denise, you and I are joined by a special guest this week. Uh, this man is. I'm. I don't know if you know this, Denise. I'm a huge fan of our <laughs> guest now. I'm a mark for our, our current guest today. Also, did you know 
He is the 12th quickest person to play Jaws on the NES. Grand Pooh Bear is our guest this week. That, that, for the record, that is a former world record, though. You know, I, at one point it was the number one time. So I've just, that's just a long era since passed. I was going to say, I went through your account on speedrun.com and I was like, Pooh Bear's got loads of world records. I did. I did. And then pandemic happened. And I was like, I, since I wasn't going to be performing live, I kind of took a speedrun break. So I haven't been defending my championships. Um, you know, I just I just let them all slide. And right now I currently hold I only hold, I technically held one world record right now, uh, which is the Super Mario Brothers three with a power glove, which is an incredibly specific record. <laughs> Um, and I, not something that I can really hang my hat on. You know what I mean? It's, it's, but like, are you gunning for any of your titles back? Uh, yeah. I mean, eventually, but right. You know, I'm just, uh, enjoying, enjoying the, uh, my feuds are elsewhere right now. I'm out of the title picture currently. <laughs> That's because you're being pigeonholed by YouTube to only yep. do Mario Maker. Yep. Content. Yep. I'm, yeah, it's just, I'm just stuck. I'm just stuck in one area right there. So yeah, I mean, eventually I'll get some back, you know? I, I got, actually got one the other day, but it was kind of accident. So I haven't seen it yet. I'm going to turn it up. <laughs> what yeah. did you get by accident? Uh, it was just, it was a very new, uh, new Mario game. So um, when you, you know, sometimes you got to be, when a new promotion shows up, if you're the first one there, you get the title, right? I mean, you know, I, I kind of, yeah, it was, it was a Jeff Jarrett situation for me. I just kind of <laughs> gave myself the title is what happened. <laughs> That's uh, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll lose that in a week, so it'll be okay. Well, unlike, unlike Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Boo Bear, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, how, how have you been outside of that? Uh, everything's great. Everything's uh, awesome. Um, just exci excited to see fans back at wrestling right now. It's been, it's been super enjoyable lately. Uh, yeah, everything's just been really, really great. Can't complain. Happy right. to be here. Really excited about this. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, right, well, let's get into this, uh, our main topic of conversation for today. So this is from the Wrestling Observer, and there is a lot to dive into here. So uh, last week, I believe it was, last Friday, we got 13 releases from NXT, and then over the weekend, a lot of news started to come out uh, from Meltzer and various other sources that the like backstage heat, like the backstage in NXT is not feeling like great at the moment. There's a change in the way that NXT is going to be run. It's not going to be focused on smaller guys. It's going to be focused on younger guys under 30 that are over six foot and future WrestleMania main eventers, which let's be honest, is what NXT was designed to be in the first place. It was supposed to be a developmental territory to create main roster stars. Um, However, it also came out that the releases had nothing to do with Triple H and Shawn Michaels, who essentially are running NXT. They were the firings made by Vince McMahon, Bruce Pritchard, and John Laurinaitis. And Dave has a quote here. Those in NXT said that not only did Triple H or nor Shawn Michaels have any say in the cuts, they weren't even aware of them until after John Laurinaitis started calling the talent. It's led to a real morale issue in NXT, a division that has not had this problem in the past. It's largely based on what has been said to be a new company directive for the product and a behind-the-scenes power struggle involving those who fear for their positions if and when Paul Levesque takes over and thus want to undermine him and those who support Triple H. Since ultimately everything is a Vince McMahon's decision, it's a surprise and it's uh, since been considered given that Levesque is going to be running the wrestling and Nick Khan will do the business end, every, uh, something happens to Vince. 
Um, Levesque has been thought to be untouchable, but in failing to stop AEW's rise and eventually losing the war, it gave both his detractors and those who felt he would replace them from obvious ammunition. The idea is that he was in control and in a fight, and his vision for the product failed to attract younger viewers. We've got a few more notes to dive into there, but Denise, I want to get your thoughts on this, because this is like the first time you're really hearing this, because you woke up two minutes before this stream started, as per usual. So uh, I wanted to get your thoughts out there. Okay, so first and foremost, but here's the thing, like when I asked you today, like what the topic was, and this is what you told me, because again, I woke up like right before the stream, really. Um, I wasn't surprised. This was something that, you know, many had already sort of come to this conclusion that the, it's clearly obvious there has to be some sort of power struggle. It was a couple days, I think, uh, after the releases that we found out that Shawn Michaels and Triple H had absolutely nothing to do with it. And that within itself already tells you everything. I mean, if you're, you know, if Ollie is going to cut me from this podcast and then not tell you, I mean, that makes absolutely no sense at all. And you could kind of see it from that perspective because it's just like, what on earth? Am I hearing an echo of myself? Oh, you might be. Do you know what? I need to put my head. Yeah, sorry. It started distracting me. I was like, why sorry. am I hearing an echo? <laughs> sorry, I was trying to do this without my headphones. But I'm going to have to put my um, headphones in. Way to go, Luke. Way to go. Um, but anyways. Fault, no, it's just like, you don't do things like that. And so it was clearly obvious that when that was sort of, you know, brought out to light, it would, you would expect there to be some sort of power struggle once again between those uh, key players. And I'm not surprised either because there were a lot of people like already speculating, you know, like rumors and whatnot that, hey, you know, Triple H is probably being punished. He's probably, the brand is probably being punished for quote unquote, losing to the you know to the AEW product on their Wednesday night wars and it kind of sucks though because like I only feel I feel like Triple H and NXT were only given so much when you're not portrayed as a on par with being on par with Raw or SmackDown how do you expect them to you know compete and then on top of that you have the production aspect of things at the end of the day AEW had a cooler setup and NXT did not like we're literally in the same place all the time and yeah AEW had that too you know a daily's place but at the same time it still looked a lot cooler so I I feel like there were a lot of factors that contributed to this. And I just think that now it's kind of like, all right, well, you lost. And so now we're punishing you. And the other thing, too, is that, like, instead of, like, seeing it as, like, you lost, they should maybe see it as, you know what? We kept some people away from AEW. Like at the end of the day, there were people that tuned into NXT that did not that did not tune into AEW. And then you know, they started hitting that 1 million ratings mark, AEW. And you can say that a lot of that obviously is because of the crowds and the return of touring and all of that. But if you're WWE, you can also argue, oh, that's because we're no longer competing with them. They can look at things in their own, like, you know, different type of way. But it's just like, I'm not surprised whatsoever by the story is what I'm trying to get at. Uh, Pooh Bear, what do you make of this? Like, the, what Meltzer's saying is like, there is... Uh, those within the company noted how toxic the situation is because it's more of a power grab and people looking out for their own futures and considering talent as pawns as part of this deal. Well, I mean, I don't think anyone thinks Vince McMahon doesn't think talent or pawns, more or less. You know what I mean? I, 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 I'm not surprised by that. Uh, I, I mean, I, I, not, I think more than anything, like 
it's shocking to me that they released two recent NXT North American champions. You know what I mean? And that that was so shocking to me too because it also said that like no one is safe at all. Like what Triple H saw and what Shawn Michaels saw doesn't even matter. And I think you see that just with all the recent NXT call-ups over the last two years. You know, you had so many incredible NXT stars, Ricochet, Aleister Black, just to name a few that that just don't get any rub once they go up to the main roster. And that kind of echoes Denise's point where it always just feels like NXT was a viewed as a secondary brand to Vince McMahon at the at the time. And then when that happens, when you call those stars up, when you do bring them up to the main roster, and then they just get squashed match after match after match after match. When Karrion Cross, the NXT champion, comes in and loses to a recently injured Jeff Hardy. And I mean, don't get me wrong, Jeff Hardy, Hall of Famer, greatest, one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. But it just doesn't give you a lot of confidence as a viewer if you're an if you're a you know, average viewer that this is a brand worth watching. And so they kind of they kind of saddled them and NXT kind of made chicken salad out of chicken poop. I'm I'm not gonna curse. Um <laughs> with a lot of what they did. And they've had some of the most memorable feuds of the last, you know, five years. Um they've had some, you know, no one will doubt some of the most incredible matches that happen on takeover. It's not like there wasn't match quality there over the last five years, but they weren't given a lot in those aspects um they are stuck in one place like denise said um it's it's just kind of insane but i i what's shocking to me is that you do feel like vince i mean it, it is vince McMahon's trying to undermine what triple h and Shawn michaels are doing and and i don't understand the point of that it seems kind of pointless it, it's so weird to me that a billion dollar business one that's traded on the stock market one that you can go and buy stock with is run at such the whims of one person. And that is so like, yeah. so incredibly shocking to me, even to this day. And I understand that's how it's always been, but it's just, it's 2020, it's not 1995 anymore. And it's just so shocking to me that they can do that. They can kind of just sweep that all under the rug. Take this, take essentially these guys' talents, these guys' storylines and just kind of like not care, not care about them, you know? Yeah, it's, it's funny, like you said, like Vince there, I. You know, Melter's kind of alluding to Triple H's detractors and this and the other. Mm -hmm. I wonder if Vince isn't one of those guys. If I was to make a guess, I'd say it's Pritchard. Pritchard feels like the sort of guy that it would be fearing for his job for when Triple H takes over. Like, you know, people like Pritchard, Kevin Dunn is another one as well, because there's always been those stories that like Triple H doesn't like the way that Kevin Dunn produces TV. He's not alone in that. No. Nope. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it either. Um, if I was in charge, it'd be the first out the door, Dunn. Um, turn to the door, hit you on the ass on the way out. So like, I feel like maybe it's, Pritchard has been in the year of Vince a lot since he came back. And like, you know, he took over SmackDown. He then took over Raw. He's now controlling both of those shows. Like, do you think, Denise, this is like a Pritchard play or what do you, do you think there's something else there? All right. So you mentioned, okay, so Dave's report said that when he said that it wasn't Triple H and Shawn Michaels had nothing to do with it. You mentioned those three names, Vince, Bruce, and uh, John Laronitis. Okay, so here's the thing with that is like, Bruce Pritchard, he's right now, you know, doing creative for both Raw and SmackDown. You know, that was supposed to be, uh, you had Paul Heyman doing Raw, that got removed, all of that, right? And for 
kind of a while. Well, for still on the raw side of things, things have just gotten so bad. The decisions are bad. The creative is terrible on the raw side. Okay. For SmackDown, there was a while where the creative wasn't necessarily there either. Uh, you got pieces of it that, you know, improve every week. So, okay, fine. It's still not at the level of raw in terms of bad, in terms of creative. However, I just don't think that people are saying this out loud enough. I think that the fact that he's, you know, doing this for both shows is kind of like hindering his creative or whatever you want to say. I just don't think that he's presenting a product that connects with the modern viewers and with modern fans. And so knowing that he's already like on a rocky state of, you know, purpose i can't imagine that he feels confident in that role that he's in right now so i do agree with that as well and then i was trying to get to another portion because you were asking me what was your question again because i had i had a different point i wanted to make uh, it's about um uh pritchard and like uh, do you think there's something else to play here do you think like who are the, the triple h detractors maybe like dunn being one of them yeah, okay, I definitely think it's obviously everybody that, not everybody, but those main players that you just mentioned right now on the main roster, those three, like, and here's the thing too, it's like, I, this is what, this is what creeps me out, not creeps me out, but this is what's kind of like bugs me, all right? So let's say for, you know, there's always those people online that are like, oh, you have to, you know, cutting people is a part of business, right? Okay, fine. You know what? There are times when I can say I can see that side of things just a little bit. Let's ignore the fact that the company is making lots of money. But then if you were to say, okay, good, let's cut people. Why not? If you're going to cut from the NXT brand, why not go to people like Triple H and Shawn Michaels who are running the show and say, who do you realistically not see anything happening with? That is the way to do it in a respectful, respectful manner where, you know, you could have maybe released some of the talent that, you know what, they just made a bad decision. They, you know, didn't show anything when they were given an opportunity and they could have gone about it that way. And I think even then that would have been just a little bit more quote unquote fair to at least release talent that, you know, Triple H had eyes on, Shawn Michaels had eyes on, not necessarily these talents that they didn't even have their eyes on and just went ahead and released them. So I do think if they were going to do the releases, they could have done it in a different way, in a way that at least sort of made sense. And I don't know, man, I just think that this whole thing, it's going to end up blowing up and at some sort of point. I don't know if you can already say it's blowing up now. But it just kind of feels like all of this tension and, you know, you mentioned the power struggle that is eventually going to blow up. And I feel bad for Triple yeah. H. I'm just going to add that too. I feel bad because I genuinely think that he care he cares about the NXT product. I do think that they tried to put forth, uh, they tried to make a movement out of NXT. You know, when he was out here saying they were going to have, you know, all of, you know, NXT and all these different parts of the world, he was very, very like, kind of like proud of that. Like you can tell he was very excited to take on this initiative and grow something new within WWE. And you can argue like, oh, maybe it wasn't going to work, but so what? They would have at least tried it. And I do feel bad that that never came through. And I do see a lot of people on social media saying like, oh, Triple H should leave, start his own, uh, start his own promotion. I'm not opposed to any of that. I really am not, but I, I don't see it happening, but I'm not opposed to that idea. Like the some of the releases, you know, like Bronson Reed was one of the ones that Melton mentioned specifically in the Observer. Um, that you know, he was someone that clearly Triple H and Shawn Michaels saw a lot of potential in, 
but Vince had him have some tryout matches on both Raw and SmackDown for those dark matches. And the word was, he just like, I don't get it. Uh, what's the, and like his basic edict was, if I'm not going to use him on the main roster, what's the point of him being employed? Just cut him. So people are like, we're in a position now where Vince and Sean are pushing forward that NXT is the C brand. Like it is another brand. Mm. It's Raw, SmackDown and NXT. And Vince is like, no, it's developmental. Do you think like that's maybe where the, the struggle's coming in? Uh, well, I mean, absolutely. I think at this point, I mean, where NXT is at and where it's been at, it's it's kind of the top guys are skew older. Um, very older, honestly, at this point. You know, I mean, you're talking about, I mean, Finn is not a spring chicken. Karrion Cross is not young. Um, Johnny Gargano, Ciampa are not, you know, they're not in their 20s. Um, these guys are all older. Um, so I do understand that if he wants to have a, you know, if he wants to turn it to a developmental, I understand why you would want to maybe clean some house. But a lot of the cuts that they made were young talent. Jake Atlas is an extremely talented young wrestler. You know, Bronson Reed. Yeah. Bronson Reed is ex- I, one my favorite match ever is seeing Artemis Spencer versus Jake Atlas, actually. It's the reason I wore this shirt because we were going to talk about him. Um, Jake, Jake, I mean, he, He's incredible. He is ridiculously good live. Um, Bronson Reed is a young talent. Leon Ruff is a young talent. You know what I mean? All these people and, and people that are used on TV, people that have had, you know, good pushes up in NXT. So it's if that's what you're going to do, if that's what you're saying, um, I get why you're cutting them. But who does he think is an NXT that can come up and be the world champion? Because it, it, he hasn't done it with anyone in the last two or three years. It's just not yeah. happened. Every single one that's come up from NXT has just been kind of pushed to the side. And it's I, not that yeah. there hasn't been talent. They've had Andrade come up. They've had, I mean, we, we could talk about it all day, all this incredible talent that they've had come up from NXT, and they just kind of push them to the side. How do you have Keith Lee do what he does in the Royal Rumble, do what he does in the Survivor Series, and then he comes up and you just kind of like don't do much with him at that point. You know what I mean? There's just been yeah. so many, and it goes over and over again. And if you don't see Keith Lee, 30, what is he, 36 years old at this point? Like that, yeah. Keith Lee is. He's roughly the same age as I am. Yeah, he's he's an older another again another older guy. But if you don't, if you can't see it, yeah, if you can't see it with these guys, you know what I mean. Like, who does he see it with at that point? You know what I mean. And that's that's the disconnect where I'm getting at with Vince McMahon at that point. If you're not seeing it with any of these guys, who who are you going to see it with? Like, and it's weird because I thought he would see it with Karrion Cross, right? I thought the whole right. I thought the whole point of bringing him up early while he's still champion is because, oh, well, he's a guy I see something in. I've got to bring this guy up right now because what an act. And he just beats him like outright. And apparently (laughs) it was reported at the time. It was a message being sent to NXT that you failed in this war against uh, AEW. And this is a direct message being sent. Dave writes here. The toxicity backstage, but you know, between the two camps, led to Karrion Cross, NXT champion, losing twice on Raw while being champion and building him as this unstoppable force with Samoa Joe. It also led to Dakota Kai, who is challenging for the women's championship next Sunday, losing on main events to Aaliyah. Like there are people that, and that's where the this disconnect has come from, is that is people who Triple H and Sean see as future main eventers mm-hmm. and people who Vince season's future main events is and from the sounds of things you look at that nxt roster like i watched you know nxt this week with this kind of uh, mindset and i'm like if they if vince doesn't see anything from keith lee from andrade from alistair black from any of these guys from carrying cross i am a scooby dude like denise do you think there's anyone currently with the exception of odyssey jones 
Do you think there's anyone currently in NXT? That I don't even think that I could include Odyssey Jones in this. I mean, there was, a, like, again, Keith Lee was such a shoe-in, sure man that everybody was, like, confident, like, all right, they're going to do something. with. I mean, this guy was holding two bouts before he went off to the main roster. So you're thinking, all right, maybe Vince sees what the fans sees, you know, et cetera. But I, I kind of want to touch base on, okay, so they, they're upset, right? NXT lost the war. All right, cool. Now they're on a different date. Cool. So now you have Triple H and Sean sort of re reworking the product, okay? Because you mentioned the fact that Karrion Cross got buried. You mentioned the, he got more buried, obviously, than Dakota Kai. Dakota Kai, okay, she lost to Aliyah in main event. It's not main event, though. Yeah, exactly. It's not on the same level. I do this. I do this for a living, and I don't watch main events. No, exactly. Is that even canon? Like, does it count? So they're not on the same level, but it still happened, right? It was still supposed to. I guess you can say send a message. So it's kind of like, what do you want? from nxt now do you just want to continue burying them now even after this ma- they've made this move because i will tell you that carrying cross samoa joe even though the people aren't necessarily wild about carrying cross i can guarantee here that all three of us and the majority of the people watching were interested in this match and the reason for that is because samoa joe's doing a hell of a job and you know that it's going to be for the most part samoa joe at is going to carry him to a good match and we're we are all aware of that we're all looking forward to it okay and they were telling a pretty decent story up until that point okay so that to me is nxt trying to make an effort to Again, appeal to that, you know, younger audience, get people back into NXT. Then you also have this Raquel Dakota Kai storyline. This is one of the few storylines that people are still uh, interested in. At least, you know, when I do my NXT post shows, people want to talk about Raquel and Dakota Kai. People like Dakota Kai. So to me, it's like, all right, now NXT is making this effort to to get better, to get under, you know, to make up for everything that happened during those Wednesday night wars. But now they're being punished essentially by their own company. So it's kind of like, where, what do they do? They already, okay, they, you, they already lost. Now they're trying to fix the problem. So what else do you want? I don't know. Uh, Pooba, you were nodding a lot during uh, Denise's run about carrying cross versus Samoa Joe there. Yeah, I mean, well, it's just kind of insane to me that you would uh, just basically undercut that storyline. Um, and it's, it's, I just don't understand it, it because it, it doesn't help anybody. It just didn't help anybody. Um, having Karrion Cross come in and have like a nice competitive match against the Hall of Famer Jeff Hardy, that would have helped everybody. That would have been just fine. You know what I mean? Um, it, it just is so shockingly weird to me that they have done this. You know what I mean? Um, I, I just don't understand it all because basically you're essentially saying that the NXT championship is worse than a guy who's not even competing for the intercontinental championship right now. You know what I mean? You're, you're just sabotaging it in every single way. And I, I, it's, it is just so weird. It's just such a weird move to make. It's just so shocking to me to make. And, and I just, it, it does reek in that sense of some sort of power struggle at some point there. And and I just yeah. don't under, but I just don't understand why. Even if you're having a power struggle, I just don't understand why you would. How is that good business at all in any <laughs> shape, form, or fashion? Like just looking at it from a pure numbers standpoint, it's just such a bad business move to bury your third brand. You don't see you don't see Coca Cola poo pooing on Coke Zero like that. Just doesn't happen, you know. Like you, I don't understand. That's just that's what's so shocking to me. Is it just seemed 
so pointless when you could have had carrying cross. Yeah. You could have had him beat any litany of people that are on the main roster that get beat all the time. Anyway. And and I just don't understand. It's just so shocking to me. It is just so weird. Luke, we should start burying all the other podcasts that we're not on and be like, Oh, here's that they're on wrestle talk. Let's bury them. Quizzlemania sucks. You guys didn't know that. Like it's just like, yeah, like that's ex- oh, it makes no sense, you know. There are a few people who did not like this week's uh, uh it got a bit too real on this week's Quizzle oh. Mania between, <laughs> between Wale and Sam Roberts. So we got a bit too real for some people <laughs> this week's Quizzle Mania. Um like so let's let's kind of circle back to the Triple H thing here because the the idea that the Meltzer's written here, he said, the idea is that Triple H stocked NXT with too many wrestlers with no main roster potential. It was too quick to sign independent talent as fast as possible if they showed any potential just to stockpile them and keep them away from AEW. Now, Triple H is a guy in WWE who has been pretty well protected. Like they've, like one of the reports was like, they were never going to give him like a big project in case he failed. They didn't want him to fail. So NXT was his project, and like Denise, now it looks like they're seeing that as a failure. And if, if Triple H has got these detractors who are now in the year of Vince McMahon, you're like, well, maybe he isn't the guy to take over and run this company. Look what happened to NXT. I suppose the question is, what's what could be potentially next for Triple H? Man, it's politics. You think that there's not other people that probably want what Triple H is going to have when Vince yeah, goes. Bruce, and Bruce. I hate I hate to say it when Vince goes. That just sounds really sad. Like, but you get what I mean. Like when he goes. Um, all right. He's so live forever. I don't know what you're talking about. Dude. He's going to live forever. I have a feeling he's going to outlive me. Like, I, he's going to outlive Triple H, man. He's going to outlive all of us. He's going to live. Yeah, exactly. He's going to outlive all of us. But okay. So I, I lost my train of thought here, man. What the hell? I was about to say something brilliant. Okay, here we go. So when he mentions the whole part about stockpiling talent, I do agree in that sense that there is too much. They're, they signed, they brought on way too many people. I remember hearing that whenever you would go down to the performance center, there'd be like hundreds of people there. Do they really need all those people? No. But here's my question, though. Do you think that Triple H did that because it was his decision? Or do you think that he was influenced to do that? Do you think that that was the mentality of more than just one person? I I don't think that that was, I mean, obviously I don't know, this is just me assuming, but I don't think that was just a Triple H decision. I, if I was to, I don't know this for fact. So I'm going to put that out there now. I don't know this for fact. I think it is though. And the only reason I am saying that is because here in the UK, we had a promotion that came out, uh, WOS, uh, WOS Wrestling, and they had a deal with ITV, which is a free-to-air channel. It was going to be viewed by like millions of people. Fortunately, it didn't quite work, but WWE were trying to get that deal with ITV because they wanted to be on the free-to-air uh, TV network, and they didn't get it because they chose to go with WOS instead. And that is why NXT UK exists because WWE wanted to cut it off at the source, sign up all of the UK talent, put them all under our banner here so they don't go to anywhere else. And they phrase it as this whole like, oh, we're all, we're going to work with all of these British promotions. Were they bollocks? They never were going to. They wanted to get all that talent away so they would be all under this one roof. NXT UK is also a brand, I think you could argue, is a failure. And that is another Triple H thing. And I think it was Triple H that was making those calls. I mean, Pupi, what do you make of it? 
Um, well, I mean, I, I think one thing is Triple H. I think it's pretty obvious Triple H appreciates good wrestling, right? Oh, 100%. Um, yeah. And it's really easy to go, and this is going to, this might sound bad, but it's really easy to go to a show with about 100, 150 people there, and you're right on top of the ring, and you feel like you just saw a future superstar in the making, right? Um, so I can understand why he would want to sign up cheap young talent. They're also, and, and this is also the real reality of it. Uh, people on NXT aren't, a lot of them aren't making six figures a year. You know what I mean? A lot of them are making, you know, normal job salaries. So it's not, it's kind of a drop in the bucket compared to what his potential budget might be for signing talent. So I can totally understand where Triple H would sign up a ton of people, throw them down in Florida, see who comes out, you know, see who wants, see who becomes a breakout star, see who puts in the work, see who does this and that. Um, but it's, I, I, I just think that there is also a business play to that and that, you know, someone when, when another promotion is starting to be talked about and someone says, you know, buy up all the guys that they might want, you know, I, I can I could see where that would come into play. I could also see where they'd come into play with Triple H is just thinking like, oh, this guy looks like he would work really well in that particular promotion. I'm going to I'm going to scoop him up. I'm going to take him, you know, um, how you miss some how you miss someone like Darby Allen in that. I don't know. But um, but, uh, you know, they it's it's. There, there's no doubt that they have they have stockpiled, and still, even with all these cuts, they have still a stockpile of tremendous amounts of talent that have not seen the light of day on TV since they've been signed. Um, so I, I, I don't know who that would come to. I'm sure it's kind of a combination. I'm sure if like if someone told Triple H to do it, he was like, hell yeah, I would love to do that. I would love to sign a bunch of these indie wrestlers. Um, so I, I don't know if that's his thing or Vince's thing. But I definitely think everyone thought, whoever whoever's decision it was, they definitely thought, let's keep as many guys under this umbrella as we can from all over the world so we can monopolize all the talent. Because if we're not going to be able to monopolize the promotions anymore, we can monopolize the talent from the promotions. The hard part is that there's just always going to be more talent at this point. Like in 2021, there's just always going to be more talent than any one company can sign. I mean, Denise, you raised this point. Um, I mean, what are your, your feelings on this? Well, yeah, dude, I want to go back to NXT UK for a second because you, <laughs> we can say that, you know, like you said right now, it was a failure, right? But 100%. let's look at it this way. You just mentioned the story as to why they, you know, did NXT UK and all of that. Luke, as somebody from the UK, do you think that NXT UK helped kill off the independent scene in uh, the UK? Uh, it has not been as thriving as it once was. Um, right, that is, they I, took that... off all the talent, right? It's a, it's a combination of three things, really. NXT UK, COVID, and speaking out, I think really like killed off a lot of, but you know, there are a lot of great UK promotions that are doing amazing work, but it is not at the, Brit Rest is not dead. Uh, it's just, it's, an, it's Brit Rest 2.0 is what we're currently trying to build towards. Well, in that sense, I guess you can say NXT UK did their job because they didn't want <sighs> anybody else to thrive. <laughs> So there you so go. Dramatic. Failure. That's the point I was trying to make. Like, yeah, oh. NXT UK within itself failed as a brand, but they didn't fail in their original intention to not let anybody else get a, get any sort of buzz. Has anyone yeah, come up from the main roster from UK? Uh, that was originally yet, with no. NXT UK? Uh, oh, Tony Storm and Rhea Ripley. Were from, I mean, but they were. Niven. Oh, Piper. Okay, there you go. Yeah, dude, oh, yeah, do drop. Pipe. Yeah, sorry. Yes, do drop. Do apologize. Not the greatest. <laughs> <laughs> in there, but do drop. Um, 
uh, Rhea Ripley and Tony Storm were all former NXT UK. They were all in the May Young though, right? At some before that. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, Tony Storm yeah. was in it. Piper Niven was in it. Yeah. And then who was the third Rhea person we were talking well. about? Yeah, Rhea, Rhea Ripley. Because it was before she became all goth and she was yeah. just this sort of like, hi, Yeah, I'm that's Rhea probably Ripley. why I don't yeah. remember Rhea Ripley. Tony Storm had her tiny hat at the time, you know. That's, like, yeah. yeah. And like, you know, Pete Dunne had like one shot, I think, on the main roster when they were over in the UK. I think he beat Enzo Amore or something. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. Yep. Hey, remember when when Walter and Imperium came up for that one day Survivor Series? Yeah, and well, oh, no, oh, before oh. that, they had a show in the UK. They had Walter come out and lose twice in like in straight matches. He got beat by Seth Rollins by a DQ, and then oh, yeah. Imperium lost. I don't even remember that one. Oh my oh, gosh! Was well, was, I mean, I mean, UK as well. Well, they had Walter. They had Walter eat the softest pin ever in his Survivor Series <laughs> appearance too, with oh, the NXT UK so, belt on him. With the NXT oh, UK belt, so which mad. is again, if you want to, if you want to talk about how the NXT was a minor league brand, they treated NXT UK like a minor minor league brand. You know, <laughs> um, really not giving that thing a chance to succeed in that aspect. Yeah. So let's have uh, final thoughts on this uh, before we get into everyone's ultra chat. See what they've all got to say, um, Denise. What I I, I got to come back to this. What do you think is next for Triple H? What do I think is next for Triple H? I have no idea because I think he's at a only he knows really what is going on and who's against him, who's with him, who he probably can't trust. I you know again politics can get very very ugly and only he knows that. I don't know if he should like leave start his own promotion. That seems a little too drastic. I do think that he's definitely going to stay and continue doing what he's doing. I think he's just going to watch everything play out. I think he's going to play the politics. He's going to do his part and all of that. And he's just going to watch it play out and see where everything ends up. I can't see him leaving. Oh, yeah. yeah. Poopa, what about you? Um, I, I mean, I don't see him leaving either. I mean, when you're, you know, he's married to... Vince's daughter. I feel like he he is also a McMahon, no matter how much he beefs them. I and and there's there's always been strife in that family anyway. You know what I mean? It's not like it's not like Vince gets along with his sons or sons in laws all the time. You know, as is. Uh, I still see him eventually taking over. I don't know if that's going to be in five years, in ten years, in twenty years. I really think I really think at this point, Vince McMahon thinks he's the only one that can do it. I I legitimately think he thinks that he does not trust anyone. He has, he has deep trust issues in that aspect. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, I mean, I will say this, I, I know this for a fact, a vast majority of NXT wrestlers and people that have come through NXT have deep respect for Triple H and Shawn Michaels and how they do things. Um, and they, for better or worse, have trust for them. Um, and so I think that at the end of the day, um, whatever he does is going to be successful at, um and if if wwe did let him go i mean there's there's a lot of opportunity for a guy that can still lace up the boots every once in a while out there in the rest of the world you know what i mean and um especially one with triple h's stature and and also i mean we gotta remember he's rich as hell so who cares like who cares what he does <laughs> we're <laughs> the poor ones here i know oh, yeah, i know yeah. like our job is when nxt goes away why and this why are these guys so worried about all this like just go live on an island like come on you beat up your whole body why do you want to run a tv show at this point man <laughs> got, wife's got a billion dollars just go hang out jeez louise you know what i'm wondering yeah, I, uh... now now that this point was brought up 
So the talent's always thanking Triple H, right? Like every time they get released or anything. They love him. Whatever they happens, love him. Right. They're always putting him over. They're always like so thankful, blah, blah, blah. Do you think, given the list of things that Vince McMahon finds as a weakness, do you think Vince sees that as a weakness where it's like, oh, he feels like maybe Triple H is too buddy-buddy with the guys instead of being like this cutthroat businessman like Nick Khan thought. I, I mean, he has yeah. to, right? He has yeah. to. I mean, I think I, that's, that agree. might be the biggest difference between the two, honestly. And I, and I think Triple H is a, a decently cutthroat businessman to a point, but I mean, he definitely cares more about the talent and the people. And I think also he's, he cares more about the match quality to a certain degree than Vince McMahon. I don't think Vince McMahon really gives a hoot nanny about any match quality at all um, in any aspect. I, I don't think he does. Whereas I think Triple H and the producers in NXT, I think that's really hammered in there is the the match quality. I mean, the, the big matches, they work on for weeks and weeks and weeks, you know? And so I, I just think there is a... Triple H likes wrestling and runs a wrestling more of a wrestling show i think than necessarily vince mcmahon likes at this point you know yeah. oh my gosh we got a he's got a visitor oh, we have a visitor on this <laughs> ladies and gentlemen oh, okay that's fine ollie davis is in the building <laughs> Wow, what beautiful vocals. No, no, no. They can't see us on screen together until Monday. <laughs> Ollie, you... really my, my head broke. It's so hot in here, man. Do you, do you not forget how warm it gets in here? <laughs> Sorry, Poopo was, was having a very excellent speech there and you interrupted him. <laughs> totally okay. Point, point driven. Tell Ollie I said he can't have his employees working in a sweatshop. <laughs> Dude, it, I forgot how warm it gets in here. Sorry, Poopo. I, I inter Ollie interrupted you there. It's totally, totally fine. I mean, but yeah, I, I think at the end of the day, there's just a disconnect. Vincent Mann doesn't want to run a wrestling show. He said it millions of times. I think, I think Triple H still believes that wrestling shows work, you know, and uh, there is, there is just a disconnect there. Um, and there might always be, and that just might be how it is. But I mean, who else? Who else is Vincent Mann really gonna trust? this too because eventually it is going to happen right it's it, the only the only two ways it happens is he steps down and gives it to someone else or he dies um <laughs> that's so sad oh, it is it's so sad, sad but, but I've, I've got an answer for you give me a b give me an r give me a u c e bruce just, pritchett is the you man really gunning for that role i oh i'm not God, saying he's not gunning for happy. that role I, I totally get it. he's gunning for that role, but I just can't see Vince. I just Vince McMahon is seems like such a uh, uh, narcissist, unique, narcissistic person that I think he 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 at the end of the day will have to give it to his family in in no matter what you know what I mean. Yeah. So I really think it will come down to Steph and Triple H at the end of the day, and I I I mean I don't know. I just don't know when that's going to be. I mean, Vince could live another 20 years. And then at, by that point, Triple H will be 70. He'll be as old as Vince is now. Like, you know what I mean? And he could, I mean, we could totally see that happen. Oh and my me, and Denise, funny enough, me and Denise were talking about this on our, our Patreon podcast yesterday over uh, patreon.com forward slash Russell Talk if you want to hear me and Denise and more of Team Danuk. Um, we were talking about this yesterday that there's clearly just a, a, there's two sides to this, right? There is 
Triple H and Sean saw where the business was, the art form was evolving into. They saw what the independence was doing. They saw what ROH was doing, what New Japan was doing, what uh, Impact was doing, and be like, cool, that's the future of wrestling. That's the future of the in-ring product. Bear in mind, TNA and ROH have been doing this since the early 2000s. And Triple H were like, cool, that's the way this is going. Vince and Johnny Ace and Pritchard et al. be like, well, WrestleMania 1 was a huge success in 1984 so that's our answer right there it's just like that worked once we just we need to find our bleach blonde guy put him in some yellow trunks and we'll be on our way to success again some yellow trunks <laughs> it is how it feels though i mean that it is exactly how it feels they're they're hearkening for a day that doesn't exist anymore um it's in the in the era of hd tvs i need more than a seven foot guy slapping people on the chest. I, I just do. I need a little bit more athleticism at this point. It, it's just how it is. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Let's see what you have to say about this in the Ultra Chats. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Michael Rivera says, you can tell for a few years now there's been a power struggle in WWE, especially with how main roster Vince and Dunn treat NXT. I know it seems like a fever dream. We joke about it, but do you think uh, Triple H will ever leave? I don't think, I, I can't see him ever leaving. I really don't think he'll ever leave. I'd probably uh, roll over <laughs> wherever I, mean, I was doing. Not if a he does. If he does, we could get that Dream Cody match. I would love a Cody Triple H match at this point. Oh, that'd be great. 
that would be a great match. I thought you weren't a Triple H fan, though, Luke. I've had this argument since day one. But think of the entrances. That'd like, be the entrances would match. just be them destroying each other's epitaphs. It would be yeah. amazing. Please, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But Triple H's entrances are in comparison to nobody else. His entrances mm-hmm. are up here, man. They are. Mm-hmm. I mean, but he, his entrances cost, like, as much as an NXT guy's salary. So, <laughs> That's I mean, prob- probably yeah. even more than that. Um, I, I don't think Triple H will ever leave on his own accord. Um, I'll say that. Yeah. I, I don't think I believe, but if he did leave, I think he would definitely do that match with Cody. Like, I think he would 100% do that match. With oh. Cody. And you know what else? I bet I think Cody, Cody just seems like the type of guy at this point in his career where he'd be okay eating that pin too, because he doesn't, he's, he's totally cool. He, he's all about the business right now. So, oh, the heat, yeah. the heat he would get, he would get exactly. It would be so, it, he would, he would love it. He would love everything that came from it. You know what I mean? So, uh, I'm also going to go on record saying that I think Triple H has more misses when it comes to entrances than he does wins. Please, Luke, you did not just say that. I mean, that. it's really hard. It's really hard when you have the, the Triple H figurine right behind her. You know what I mean? You're just <laughs> Jesus really. Christ. Really I mean, just shading it. Denise, we've had this argument before. Luke, that terminated entrance sucks I don't so know. much. No, you're just a fun sucker. You have no vision. He had a vision and it Neither was great. Does he. Dude, I was there for that Terminator entrance. It was awesome. Come no, on. It awesome. was not awesome. They, they can't all be. Okay. They can't all be bangers. What, okay, man. what entrance do you? Which entrance <laughs> do you like? Who do you think has the best group of entrances? Come on, I need an answer. Better Raven. entrances than Triple H? Did yes. you say Raven? Raven comes out Your with a shopping cart. Got a little Frankenstein thing is in it. Raven. It's the best You're- entrance ever. <laughs> You know what, Luke? I've come to the conclusion that I cannot argue with you because you're not presenting any logical, any logical Raven. opinions. Yeah, Raven. Bobby Roode. Oh, come on. Come on. I know why you said that. Dude, Bobby Roode know was like the guitar hero that. one that he had with the piano thing. That was awesome. I'm done talking to you, Luke. <laughs> I'm uh, sorry, Mitchell. but Triple H has the best entrances out of any wrestler Period. Exclamation Denise, point. I, Denise, I can't count the I'm amount of conversations. Yeah. Denise, I can't the amount of conversations you and I have ever had where you have gone, I am done talking about this. So I try to move on. And then you go, and one more thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't. Whatever. I'm done. I'm officially done. Look, look, I'm done. Misha says, Triple H uh, does indie uh, NXT to prove there's a market. So TK backs AEW. Vincent Co. gets scared. Treble down on what BKM knows. WWE tanks further. Existing managements carry the uh, carry what they can for that. Then Triple H makes his takeover play. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, there will be, who knows. Planet Dan says, NXT died when they put it on the USA Network. We're more concerned about beating AEW out of pure pettiness to feed their selfish egos. I think it's, I think a lot of people have said this over the time and I, I completely agree with it. Moving it to the USA Network, in part I think worked because AEW didn't get those big numbers right out the gate and I think they did a good job in taking away those viewers. But overall, I think it was incredibly damaging to the brands. It was, it made them look like the boring friends, like the, the duff. It made them look bad, which kind of sucks, but... Now we're trying to get better. Trying. (laughs) 
Uh, 10, Rizzo said, my thing is that everyone that signs with WWE these days, uh, even with NXT, now immediately don't feel sorry for them. They have the information in front of them and they know how they'll likely be treated. Talent need to use their heads, not their heart. Uh, I think you and I, Denise, might have said this before, but like with the Adam Cole situation, you're just like, I can be the one that changes him. I That's how it feels. Well, yeah. It's not even just that. Like, I mean, you don't understand what a constant paycheck is for a lot of these guys. 100%. You know what I mean? You can't blame any any human in the world for, all right, this might not be my end destination. This might not be the happiest I've ever been, but I'm getting to do what I love for a living right now. And and at the on the outside of that, if you're with NXT, you get access to world-class gyms. You get access to a ton of training. You're going to get to talk to one of the greatest, if not the greatest wrestlers of all time and Shawn Michaels and get advice from him at, at tons of times. Like, you're going to have tons of people come in and out of that area that you can pick their brain. There's a lot more benefits to that. That's not that's not necessarily a fair statement to make. Because not medical, everybody... Yeah. The medical aspect of it, too, because look at an example, Keith Lee. Look at he they found, you know, when they ran, you know, his test and, you know, they found something and, you know, they you think that would have happened if he was working in some local indie? Yeah. No, that would have, yeah, they exactly. would have never found out that he may have had some sort of issue. But because, you know, he, obviously, like you mentioned, they have, the, you know, more state of the art type of stuff. He was able to get that checked out. And that within itself is like, you know, having that medical aspect of it, too, is another thing as well. Yeah, A lot of as we've seen, a lot of these guys that were signed that they're not getting a job with AEW, ROH or New Japan. They're not getting another consistent job. You know what I mean? So it, you can't blame can't blame any of these guys for doing that. Exactly. You can't, yeah. you can't guarantee the work is going to come elsewhere. Like, mm -hmm. you know, someone in the chat just said, like, Tony Khan's got checks. You can't guarantee you're going to get yourself a job there. No. Like, yeah, work, work in the indies pays really well if you can get those regular bookings. But if those regular bookings dry up, then so does the money. And not only that, your price goes up just for being a quote-unquote WWE or AEW or any of those main, you know, any of those promotion wrestlers. Your price goes up on the indies after that. So... There's just that benefit there as well. It, 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 I very rarely, I think people get mad at the talent way too much when it's not their fault at all. They have no, they really don't have any other choice. You have to understand that's their dream, their job. You know what I mean? And, and not only that, for 98% of wrestlers, their dream growing up was to make the WrestleMania walk. You know what I mean? And if this is the first step you have to take to do it, you can't really blame them for that. You know, at the end of the day, that's still going to be a special thing for wrestlers, you know? Right. Do you know who got to I make agree. that WrestleMania walk? Raven. <laughs> oh SMB. my god damn it, Luke. Oh wait, is that a bad word? No, yeah, that's, that's not a bad word, I don't right? mind that one. Okay. Seekers, uh, not me. <laughs> <laughs> Told you it would be Denise first. Uh, SMB said Vince McMahon will be a Futurama head. WWE love to cut their nose off despite their face. Nick Khan is going to run the company into the ground. Imagine burying your own business. Oh, he calls him the Nick Khan artist. Uh, hates WWE Universe, also uh, Beardless Bray, fake or real. Oh, I haven't seen that. Um, Adnap2 said the real conflict will, uh, with the next generation with the companies contested by Shane's three sons and Stephanie's three daughters. That's a, okay. a six-man tag I'd like to see. Or a six-person tag, rather. Bacon Rasher <laughs> said, uh, after all, I'm hoping Triple H and Steph are getting their kids ready to take over from Vince in 30 years' time. Hot take. What if EVPs in AEW force Cody out and bring Triple H in? Cody, the Bucks, like Triple H, remember, they had issues with Cody. Thoughts? I think that's a bit 
I think that's I too far reaching. Yeah, I think yeah. I think they're fine. I think everyone's pretty happy over there. It'd make a good well, drama. Like, don't get me wrong. I'll be all up on that story if that were to happen. That, but... that would be a great story, though. <laughs> exactly. Like a storyline of that would be really good. Exactly. But it's not going to happen. Like, Triple H versus Cody I, I, for control of the roster. I, I don't know if the reports or like the rumors of heat between Cody and, and the Young Bucks and Omega or stuff is true or whatever. But do you know who Cody probably doesn't have heat with? Tony Khan. And at the end of the day, it will be Tony Khan's choice as opposed to anyone else's. That is true. Uh, Bo Hill said, there is something I've thought about with NXT. It can have diminishing returns. If wrestlers stay there for too long, they're just in a holding pattern. Uh, just like Lee being 36, Gargano, Champa, and Priest are all in their mid to late 30s. But here's the thing. Like, I, I get the young argument of just like, we want to get younger guys. But when I... So when Bulldog came back to the WWE in like 99, he was 36, which is the same age that Keith Lee is now. You're telling me that Keith Lee looks the same as the Bulldog did in 1999? Like, absolutely not. Like, it's a different world now. Being 36 yeah. isn't that old in terms of, like, being a wrestler. Yeah, I get what you mean by that. But I just think that it's still, like, they still say that they want the younger talent, but we're not really seeing the younger talent, though. Yeah, but even even that, I mean, 36 is still older. I'm 36, and, and you're just, there's a difference in, there's no doubt that there's a difference in, like, between me and a 21-year-old and just how we think, what we do, how we act, what we're into. Um, so I think there always need to, there's there should always be a need to be bringing up young 20-year-old stars. There should, that should just always be a consistent thing that they're doing. Um, and they should always be, pushing someone that is extremely young in my opinion because you're even even if even if Keith Lee wrestles till he's 50 you're not getting 20 25 years out of him like you have with like a Cena or something else like that you know what I mean and, and also there's just something there's just something exciting about someone coming on and you feel like oh my god he's so young and so good already there's something more exciting about that and that's why it plays so well and has played so well in the past you know it's it's not a secret that that it's not a secret that young people drive the culture. Like that's just kind of how it is. Um, so while 36 is not 36 years old, like it was in 99, like he's got plenty of time left. It's still closer to the end of his career than the beginning. the beginning. Yes. Yeah. I mean, if, if you want to feel better about yourself, uh, Steve H says, Pooh Bear is 36. He looks younger than Denise. <laughs> well, thanks a lot to who Look, Steve, was this person, Steve Age. <clears throat> called me old. I'm looking good, baby. I mean, it's all that time I spend in front of the video games. You know what I mean? It keeps me young. <laughs> this screen time mm -hmm. keeps me young. Keeps in. me looking good. Very healthy for me. So, and not to mention the Red Bull. The you know, tons the, the Red Bull constantly. I mean, that's that's what it is. That's the secret to my skincare. You know. Fabulous. That's that's how you plug things right there. Oh, it was I saw it. It was very good. It's not just the hat. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just noticed. <laughs> Nick Corvello's got a Nick Corvello's got a, some chats up in here about AEW. He said, hi, Luke Denise and Grand Pooh Bear. Uh, hope you're doing well. Just wanted to follow up my ultra chat from last week. Comparing Dark Elevation stream to seeing it live, I was wrong, I guess, in how much crowd reactions there was for Sheeta Price match. I guess there was either production amps up, whatever crowd noise there is, or I couldn't hear it, given I was completely on one side of the venue at Daly's Place. Is it common for live crowds to sound so different, um, at least with live as opposed to hearing it on TV? 
It was definitely a weird experience for me comparing the two. That said, I didn't hear my cheers, cheers at all. And I definitely did hear a couple of times I booed Tesha. Uh, every time, a couple of times I booed Tesha to start boos from the crowd. So I'm actually relieved that the crowd wasn't dead for Sheeta's match as I previously thought my in-person perspective. Now I just hope that they uh, was wrong about the shoot frustrations and her facial expressions post-match. Yeah, I think a lot of like wrestling companies will do crowd sweetening. In fact, we've seen it in WWE since crowd returns. They were doing that little... It's just going to touch that dial there, make things sound a little bit better. Isn't, isn't Daily Place an open... It is. It's, it's open like an too. open amphitheater. So where you're sitting ha probably has such a huge deal to do with that. Every place sounds different. Um, yeah. As is when you're live, you know. Uh, the big Simon stadium said, shows you can't hear anything, honestly, you know. So yeah. yeah. Uh Kuka Simon said, My flight hotel and ticket are booked for the first dance. It's my first live AEW show, my first trip I've taken alone. Wish me luck. Also, great to see Pooh Bear again. I found you through Reun. Love your content. Good luck on the way to 2K experts. Appreciate it. Thanks. <laughs> Uh, also, enjoy the first dance. We're doing live reactions to it next Friday. And I mean, I'm so stressed because, like, I'm going to be in Vegas for that. It's going to be it's like, be there, right? it's just going to be in Vegas next on. week. Who, me? Yeah. yeah. I am yeah. too. Oh, I'll nice. be there too. Yeah. All right. Maybe we'll run into each other. Hopefully, Sorry, Luke. Yeah, hopefully. It's, Sorry. it's fine. I'm just sitting here. I'm being in London. It's fine. I'm hanging out with my friends. Hey, at least you me. get to watch at home. I'm going to have to watch in a hotel. Dude, That's it's at 3 a.m. It's at 3 a.m. <laughs> I lived an hour and a half out of the city. <laughs> All right, never mind. You've got it worse. All right, Luke, you win this one. You got it worse. I do. It's bad enough that you two have got your blue ticks and I can't get one. <laughs> did they drama. reject you? Yeah, but I got rejected. Oof. What did you submit? Did you not submit properly? Well, I, well, I think I, mean, I submitted pretty well. The problem is, Denise, is I don't write for WrestleTalk.com. So I can't get, I can't use that. And I don't have enough subscribe. I don't have enough followers to be an entertainer. So I, oh, I, create. Did you apply for creator or was it entertainer? Well, I can't, I can't apply for creator because I don't have enough followers. Yeah, that was, I didn't like that because Oof. I don't think they ask you, they don't ask <laughs> right. you your YouTube Oof. numbers. It, it's a little bit of a messed up system too. And Instagram system is messed up too. You're, they, you're real to me. You're real to me. You know? They're like, yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't get Instagram, but I got TikTok somehow. So I don't, I don't know. It's all how they dole out blue checks is weird. Don't, don't let it define you. <laughs> <laughs> I just want my mom to be proud of me. Nicholas Lama said, "Left field theory: Nick Khan gives trips the budget cuts. Cuts. Tony Khan hires him, and we can get terrorizing on Rampage." Um, Ten Ruza said back again as an Australian Jonah Rock uh, uh, as an Australian Jonah Rock is my guy saw him against Naito here in Melbourne and he's insane also with Triple H being my childhood fave feel so sorry for him now let's go Rampage uh, don't hello said, the word he's got millions <laughs> yeah. of dollars don't feel sorry for him he's fine <laughs> he's doing just fine alright he's married to his daughter he's doing just fine guys like let's not feel bad for Triple H yeah, he's married to the boss's daughter. He's doing just fine. Remember that bit in um, Zombieland when they're like wiping their tears with all of the money? Yeah. That's, that is, that's what Triple H is doing. I'd hope my NXT. Oh, dear. Rich uh, people problem. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, it said. The word was Andrade wanted Charlotte in AEW. There's AEW fans that don't want her. They say she's reckless because the TLC match. Who in their right minds, Hello, is saying that, that Charlotte Flair is reckless? 
I'm, I'm sorry. I haven't People seen a single that? person. I, don't know. I haven't she, seen a single person. Ever she would that. have, yeah, she would have an incredible, stupid amount of matches in AEW. Just, oh, yeah. she's, she's so good. She's so big. She's just awesome. People like, just yeah. want to hate Charlotte. I think, oh, people, I, you know what it is? I think, I think there is a certain hate towards people that are like, like, came up with WWE for the hardcore AEW crowd for better or worse. But once they got over there, they wouldn't give a crap. Like, honestly, like once they, once Charlotte came and had a match with Sheeta, once Charlotte and Britt Baker did a promo in the middle of the ring, like they'd be just fine with it. Oh, yeah, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. Hey, uh, the mayor of Painesville, Dan Denise, you know, he's been messaging us out like counting down the days till something happened on impact that he was very excited was going to happen. Well, it's finally happened. Brian Myers is the number one contender for the Impact World title. Finally, everyone will see how good he is when he faces Kenny or Christian for the title. Everything else doesn't really matter, does it? <laughs> uh, Dan, I love your appreciation. I love your love for Brian Myers. He ain't winning that title, man. Uh, <laughs> oh, that is so mean. At least give the guy some hope. I mean, you don't think you don't think they're gonna let Brian Myers kick out of the yeah. one winged angel? Come yeah. yeah. on, yeah, he's the guy. Yeah, he's, he's the guy. Keeping it up for Kurt saying. Hawkins, <laughs> <laughs> the Edgehead guy. Uh, Devin Gerling said Malachi Black brought up parts fun known on Jericho's podcast, praising Laurie. P.S. Denise, I love you. Sean has got to stop muting you. I agree. <laughs> I also agree. Um, yeah, he did. Yeah, Malachi Black was putting over our channel something fierce. And it's been very nice. It's been very. You should bury. You it. should bury the channel because we're not on it right now. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's still part, it's still part of our empire. Luke, oh right, yeah, no, you're, you're right. It smells. Cuzzlemania. <laughs> That's what a good Adam businessman does. Come on. Yeah. you're right. You're absolutely right. Come yeah, you know, channel channel sucks. Uh, Adam's a dickhead. Uh, yeah, I think the whole thing stinks. <laughs> Uh, it's just Charles developmental to wrestle talk anyway after i finish a video game i watch the speed run of it but when i want to be really impressed i watch absolute legends play kaizo mario i can't even imagine the planning just quick reaction times and focus that it takes you're a real pro gamer yeah, that's uh, that's what happens when you spend your whole life <laughs> no, <I'm joking>. <laughs> gaming <laughs> a wrestling it's it impressive. is. It's fun. It's it's fun. I, I I really love doing it. Yeah. So I'm very very lucky. I'm very very lucky to get what I do, and it's let me to do even cooler things like this. And like to like tomorrow, me and Adam Cole are playing games uh, live on Twitch. So uh, wow. you know, a lot of a lot. We're playing. We're finishing. It takes two. We played it last week, um, and uh, now we're gonna finish it tomorrow. So we like we me and him bang out some co op games from time to time. Uh, Man. Yeah. Uh, well, that's something for me to look forward to. That uh, Nate S. Uh, so yeah, maybe maybe, maybe he'll maybe he'll drop some information or something. I don't know. You know, like who knows? I mean, I was gonna ask. Like, surely everyone in the chat is just like, "Hey, Adam." Um, okay. Well, this is funny. This is funny. So we played last week, and you won't be able to find any clips of this. Luckily, it didn't show up on the internet. But I was live, and he didn't realize it. So he comes on, and he's just like, because we we talk a lot, we text a lot. Um, so he just comes on, and he's just like he said some things and i was like yo i gotta go offline real quick and i deleted the vod told him i was live deleted all the clips and then i would like check reddit and then i like check reddit i was like oh my god did anything come out and luckily the result did you tell so, him though like did he oh, know yeah. that there was a chance that maybe that could get out i told him it was live i showed i told we we got rid of everything and everything was good and lucky and luckily like i'm so i uh my i had a couple thousand people watching me but i was like super lucky that they were all really cool about it and a lot of them are wrestling fans, you know, uh, a massive amount of wrestling fans in there. But uh, 
they were really cool about it and they were all just like they were doing lip sealed emotes and chat and everything so it was nothing like horrible nothing like big he wasn't yeah. like he wasn't like oh yeah i got offered this and i'm going here he didn't say anything horrible like that but he was just uh talk, talking a lot about how wild it was in his like current yeah, just that's it. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. it. I don't, I don't want to get. I don't. I don't want you get. I don't want to get. No, 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 no. <laughs> Nobody wants this to one. get anybody in trouble. Just, well, he just. It was. It's wild. It's a wild thing. I can't. He's never like. I can't think of a time where a wrestler had a this public of a contract negotiation. Usually, it's so hush hush behind the scenes. You don't really know. This is kind of wild. It's a very wild thing. I mean, Pepe, you said that everyone was being cool about it, but uh, Clack Mum here said that he told his mom. Well, there so. you go. There you go. Uh, she put it on right Nate has said, Luke, when you first came back into the office, did you have any worries or flashbacks? Uh, like I can imagine before you went in, pausing at the door and saying to yourself, please don't let this be full of pigeons. Also, when, where is the mailbag stream? That's a question for Pete. I'll check up on that. It should have gone live today. If not, it'll probably go up tomorrow, maybe, the, the show that me and Denise did. Um, but it was a fun mailbag, actually. We really enjoyed it. Uh, did I have any, like, it was weird how much this just felt like normal. Like, I just, I knew where my keys were. I knew where everything was. And you were, like, how to get everything set up. It almost felt like second nature. It was, it was weird. Seems I haven't been here for so long. Um, Rats with Wings says, just want to say it's my birthday tomorrow. For my birthday, I want everyone watching to subscribe to Wrestle Talk, the Wrestle Talk podcast, Parts Fun Known, and Wrestling Daily. Happy birthday for tomorrow. Uh, the M&M said, happy Friday, all. Denise, congrats on the recent uh, amazing accomplishments. Grand Pooh Bear, great to have you back. Look, it's a pleasure as always. Is the answer to this illogical chaos, um, is the answer to this, the illogical chaos will continue and WWE will be in Vince's image until a buyout. It will always be in Vince's image. Uh, Rob Cotter said, so you're saying I get Luke Denise and my favorite speed runner on a stream? Grand, Plo uh, Grand Pooh Bear, AKA Mick Flair. I'm in, Ooh. jam that jam. P.S. Grand Pooh Bear, um, when are we seeing Grand Pooh World 3 from Barb? Uh, when it's done. I have no idea when it's done. Um... It's man, you can't rush art, obviously. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, but I'm excited about it because every time those games come out, I get a nice rub from it. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm ready. I'm ready, baby. You know, I need that. I need that post summer, post summer boost right there. So I'm buying a house. Like I need that. <laughs> <laughs> Give me Grandpa World Three. Yeah, I need uh, Doyle said, uh, Denise, is SRS that big of a jerk as you make him out to be? Oh my God! Yes. yes. <laughs> oh, see, I didn't even have to answer. I didn't even have to answer. <laughs> I was joking. <laughs> yeah, it's a I mean, yes. I, I just want to point out as well, you know, on the, the Raw show you did this week and someone messaged being like, hey, Sean, how come you're not part of the fantasy booking warfare thing they did on Parts Fun Known? Yeah, and, and then Sean he buried was, you guys. Yeah, and then Sean was like, yeah, they didn't ask me. Dude, I did. I literally got the DM of me asking him. I gave him times. I gave him a contract offer. I gave him money offers. No, and then he, said, then he said that he was too busy to do it. Yeah, it was too busy to reply. even have the decency to politely decline your offer. That is he just rude. Publicly declined it, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Way yeah. worse. Rude. Way worse. <laughs> and it's a, but really, he's a nice guy. And it's like, Denise, you're right. SRS is a jerk. I offered to buy him a beer at AEW in Cincinnati, and he yelled at me. <laughs> well, Sean doesn't <laughs> drink, so maybe. I mean, I want to know about yelling. <laughs> Got awkward. Say hi, Luke Denise, Grand Pooper. Isn't related to the topic that you've been discussing, but I didn't get to watch live last week, and I need to ask Luke just how much powder did you bang before recording that Taylor Swift cover? No powder was banged to make that Taylor Swift cover. Um, it just I had a sore throat afterwards. 
Um, and lastly, Dances with AK47 says, Jeff Hardy always has and always will have the best entrances, especially 2000 to 2002 entrances. There you go. There's another person who's got better entrances than Triple please, H. Please, please. I don't I'm know. Not I'm, even, kinda I'm with... not even going to give that an, an a legit response. I'm kind of with Denise on this, actually. Like, he does just have, even his normal entrances are pretty memorable, honestly. Yeah, I mean, they're all yeah. pretty much all the same, though, right? Aren't they? But it's very so iconic. Yeah, I mean, Jeff Hardy comes out and dances. I don't know. Like, it's the it's... same thing. You just really like the song. I don't like that song. That, that no more words <laughs> See, thing. I don't, I don't know. Then he can't even qualify because you don't even like the song. Dude, I didn't say he had the best entrances. The other person said he is. I said Raven no, had the best you, entrances. But then you said that he still had better entrances than Triple H. That's reaching. Well, that person suggests so. I didn't say that. I, I'm not sure if I fully believe it. I'm not sure I fully believe what I even think about Triple H. I do, though. Anyway, <laughs> that's all we've got time for on this edition of the WrestleTalk podcast. Grand Poobet, thank you so much. Thank uh, for you for having me. It's yeah. been an absolute pleasure having you here. Uh, where can people find you? What would you like to plug? Uh, you can find me at Grand Pooh Bear, uh, where I play video games. You can just put that anywhere in your Googles, and it'll bring you to a litany of my stuff. So that's it. Uh, Denise, what do you got coming up? I was like, wait, what do I have coming up? I forgot. All right, youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo, Twitter and Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo. I got a million streams coming up. You can check them out. I post all the links on Twitter. Uh, we have got 11 streams in seven <laughs> days coming up next week. Holy heckins, have we got a busy time. Kicking off on Monday with our 12-hour 50K celebration stream where we're watching all of the Attitude Era WrestleManias back to back. Not only that, we're back to back in the office together again, which we're very excited about. I was setting everything up today, which is why I'm here. Um, and then we've got Raw Podcast, the AEW Podcast, the NXT Podcast, live reactions to Rampage and SmackDown next week, which might be the debut of CM Punk. We've got live reactions to SummerSlam. We've got reviews of SummerSlam, live reactions to NXT TakeOver, a whole litany of stuff is coming up on the rest of podcast next week i'm not going to get any sleep whatsoever my wife is thrilled by the fact that i'm spending so much time away from home she's not she's pretty mad about it <laughs>
setting up our new camera, uh, putting up on the tripod and everything, setting the table up, getting the and everything, all the cinema chairs ready, and sorting out the the, the internet and everything. I got in. The internet isn't working in the office. That's just brutal. I feel like technology just keeps on letting us down when we need it the most. And then Ollie was like, dude, we've got to record the Patreon episode. We've got to record our, like, the Patreon podcast that we do. And I was like, do we have to do that on Friday? He was like, well, we sure as hell can't do it next week. And I'm like, fine. So I came in here from like eight o'clock onwards and I was recording with him. And I was recording with him until 1 p.m. Like 1 p.m. I was recording with him for hours. Oh my God. How long is that Patreon podcast? So it's when we do it, uh, usually our pod, Patreon podcast usually run about four hours, like when we do like classic pay-per-view reviews. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, yeah that makes and sense. Like, and I did too much research, as I always do. So that ran really long. And then I was like, in the middle of that, I was trying to sort the internet out with the people who run the building. And then I was like, cool, if I leave at two, I can get back home and I can do the show with Denise and Pooh Bear. And then I'm, I'm at home because my in-laws are coming over tonight. We're going to have a takeaway curry and it's going to be great. And I can't wait for it. At least I'll be home for there for that. And it got to 1 p.m. And I was like, I hadn't even set the camera up. I haven't even talked about the internet yet. I'm doing the show from the office. And I text my wife and I was like, yeah, I ain't coming home. <laughs> coming oh, home. she's probably like, God damn it. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm, 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 this has not quite gone to plan today. And also, I, I think you can see it. How red do I look? You don't look that red. I feel so red. It is hot. I forgot how hot it gets in this room. Well, especially because you seem to be like stuffed, like in a confined area. Oh, dude, I can pretty much touch the walls. Oh, okay. That's how then. wide this place is. Like, it's not a, it's not a massive space. And I, um, we we did a show here last, not last year, 2018, uh, with Steve from Stephen Larson. Because uh, he was over in the UK. So like, we're like, oh, come in, we'll do a show together. So we did a Raw review together. And it ran because of like, you know, it was me and Steve and stuff. And like I said, we had loads of like messages in. We were like, it was an hour and 40 minute episode. And it was the height, it was the middle of summer. And me and Steve were pouring sweat. Oh, especially with like the lights and stuff. Plus the added addition of having to put a show on. Trust me, like yeah. whenever you're like, whenever I do streams and I set like sweat even a little bit, that's it. With that one drop, it'll be buckets next. Just buckets. You can't stop it. Because the lights, like they, they bring on a lot of heat. Yeah, they do. It's amazing. And like, so yeah, it was me and Steve and Pete were in the room and dude, we were like, all of us were dying in here. So that's going to be fun to come back to next week. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, it, you know, it's been fun. It's been kind of nice in the office. Me and Adam got to play some games at lunch. So that was pretty fun. Um, fun. It's just really nice. It's fun. Because like, fun fact about me and Adam, I only, like, I've only met him in person a handful of times. Really? So you guys haven't even yeah. really seen each other in person that often? Because he only joined the channel. like. February of 2020. So recently, yeah. He was here for like six weeks, then we went into lockdown. So, and it's only outside of, I've done a couple of No Rolls Bards records with him in person, but apart from that, that's it. I'm barely met lab. So I think he joined like maybe half a year before I did. Yeah, he did, yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's nuts, but it was really nice. Like we were just chatting today and it was just kind of cool to to be in here. And I'm really looking forward to next week. I think next week's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be insane. I have oh, no yeah. idea what I'm doing. Like I haven't, I've been debating if I'm going to take my traveling mic and just like my ring lights and my laptop so that I could record over there. Or I'm debating about taking my entire audio setup with me. So I, I have I no idea. Should. I you think, think you what? Should. Take my think entire audio setup. I think, I think you, you should take something. 
because like I if if Punk is debuting at Rampage, I don't want to have a stream. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> X that out. Sorry. Six minute, 10 second mark. The new set of bad word. <laughs> I don't think it'd be that bad though. I mean, you're on hotel Wi-Fi. I suppose that might be a problem. That's what I'm worried about too. Like being on hotel Wi-Fi. Like, I don't know what their Wi-Fi is like. Like I'm pretty stressed out in terms of like the technical aspect of things. I don't know how things are going to be running for my stream. So I hope that it's okay to get me by. You could, like, could you not like tether from your phone and like use your, uh, whatever it is over there? I don't know how to do that. Oh, it's that my easy. mobile hotspot is like mobile hotspot. Yeah. No, my mobile hotspot sucks. Oh, really? Oh, like, okay. It's well, don't bad. Do like I could barely Google search, let alone stream. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> no. Mm -mm. But are you excited to go to Vegas? Yeah, I am excited. I'm excited because there's going to be a lot of events going on and, you know, I'm going to see people. So that's going to be fun. But I'm not excited in terms of like the technical portion that I just mentioned, because I'm like, am I going to take my entire like I have three boxes that are all for my audio. So it's like I would have to delicately take that with me and then have to connect everything take it off, come back with it. It's just a lot with me. Plus the lights. I'm going to have to take lights. I can't use hotel lighting. That's going to oh, be no. terrible. Oh, so Denise, with your complexion, that'll, that'll look really <laughs> the worst. Exactly. Exactly. You see? So I got to take <laughs> a bunch of lights with me too. I had that when we were on, um, we did We're Live Pal on Tuesday. Because I was like, you know, it's 9 p.m. for me. So it was dark outside. So I had to have my, my bedroom light on. I my bedroom light, the office light on, like uh -huh. just the, the regular bulb along with my uh, my ring light. And I was like, man, this is going to make me look so orange. Like it just creates this horrible, like orange glow it everywhere. Does. It does. Like that's what I hate. Like my night shows, I don't like how I look. I like how I look in the, my morning shows or like my afternoon shows because there's more like natural light coming in. So it makes me look better. <laughs> One second. Hi, Adam. We're just, it's good, mate. We're just finishing up the podcast record. Do you want to come say hello? He's talking, oh, talking to my best friend, Adam. It is your best friend, Adam. Hello, Adam. Oh dear, what is that? Oh, I was like, what am I seeing? I'm literally looking up Adam's nose right now. Are we live? We're not live. No, we're pre we're pre-recorded. Oh, okay. I, I get to see. I get to see a very unfortunate side of Adam at the moment. She, she said she's seeing a very unfortunate side of you. <laughs> see my brain. <laughs> Bye -bye. Go on, I'm literally finishing up now, dude. I'm, we're, we're stealing, like, that's the other thing with this, Denise, now. I'm now stealing studio time from people. Adam's oh, got stuff dear. he needs to record. Oh, dear. Okay. So yeah, There's gonna I be a to... lot of. I'm not used to these changes that are going on over there. I'm like a I million know. miles away. I know, right? Like previously, if it was just like, you know, it might just be my wife just popping in to be like, are you done? Can you make dinner now? And I'd be like, yeah, I'll be down in two seconds. Now I've got, I'm taking up people, I'm stopping people from doing work. Yeah, you are. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's fun <laughs> being back here. Anyway, right, let's um, uh, let's get out of here. Thank you so much, Denise, uh, as Thank always. You. I'm, I'm going to miss doing our show next week because it's always Me a fun too. time. Me too. Yeah. I'll tweet but you from Vegas. Oh, thank you so much. And I'll tweet you from London. And, um, <laughs> um, and we're going to be... I'm going to do gambling bits or... So... Wait, I can't... Never mind. I can't record on the casino floor. Damn it. I'll keep you posted with how I'm going with my gambling. Yeah. I'm gonna, oh, please I'm do. I'm going to gamble yeah. $5. Oh, well, if you do, um, do it on one of the Ghostbusters uh, slot machines. There's I loads will do of it. Them in... 
I will do it. There you go. What a lovely tribute. Um, So we're not doing a show next week, me and Denise, but we'll be back the following week with... I mean, this wasn't contentious when it was booked, but it may be now. Sean Ross Sapp uh, will be on the show. I'm calling out (laughs) for that show. What is this? The show on the 20th? No, the Uh, 27th. 27th. Oh, lovely. Lovely. (laughs) So not only do I have to see Sean in Las Vegas, and then I have to do multiple shows with them afterwards. Lovely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So lucky you. Um, it's going to be with Sean. Uh, he won't have the ability to mute you though, so he Thank can't. God. He can't stop you. <laughs> Thank God. I should. I should mute him. It'd be great. You should. Well, you've got the. You've got the power to do that, right? On here? No, I don't think so. But you do it because you can unmute yourself. Oh yeah, but I can't mute him though. I could just unmute myself. Oh man, you need to speak to Jimmy. Get Jimmy to give you a proper Streamyard login. So exactly. That you can mute no, him. I actually get the login from Sean. Everybody's working against me right now. All right. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, take care, everyone. Have a lovely weekend. Um, we'll see you. Actually, Pete and Tempest will be back tomorrow doing the SmackDown review. And then Ollie and I in person uh, doing the Raw review next week. Take care. I love you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.